episode of the Goldcast is sponsored by the death of the 2017 Giants season. If you're tired of watching the Giants suck, well, you're not alone. So are we. It is over for those guys. It is done. And uh, this show is sponsored by the death of that season and the hope of a renewed sense of success in 2018, an even-numbered year, which has kind of been our jam for most of the decade. Raymond, before we get started, why don't you let them know where they can find us? You can like us on Facebook.com slash The Goldcast. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at The Goldcast. However, on Twitter, it is at The Goldcast underscore. That's the only difference there. You can also subscribe to us via iTunes, YouTube, and Stitcher, all under the same moniker of The Goldcast. So be sure to hit uh, like, follow, and subscribe. The subscribe on the on the latter platforms are definitely helpful in that you'll get notifications whenever we go live with our new podcast shows, um, and that's really helpful. So on YouTube, definitely click that little bell so that way you can get pinged and listen, listen in on all of our sports bias. Boom. Yeah, we got a little episode. I mean, July has been just a god-awful month. It's a quiet Maybe- month, yeah. It's been very quiet. We think next year, guys, next year, we're not. We're just going to take July off. We're just going to give you guys a break and say we'll be back in August. But we decided to do one more episode because we didn't say that, so it would be unfair, and, and we care about you and your feelings. So we are back with a, a small episode just covering America's obsession with uh, Kyrie Irving and then a look towards football because it's back. Gold Cast Nation, here we go. San Francisco, are you ready? This is the Gold Cast. Welcome to another edition of the Gold Cast. We are the voice of the faithful. We are the voice of the Bay. We are the voice of every single fan that loves a good team in San Francisco. I'm your host, Rudy Solis III, and with me is my co-host, my brother. Raymond Solis the first, baby. Boom! We're back. We're back in the slowest time of the month. Almost the last day of the month. It is the last day of the month, isn't it? Is tomorrow the first? I, I never know tomorrow's which month the 30, is the 30th. Tomorrow's the 31st. I, yeah, I, get, oh. I always get confused with that, too. I never know which one is which. You know, I never know. There's like a rhyme that you do that I never memorized because that was like, wow, well, I'm not going to memorize that rhyme. It's too much. But yes, it is the slowest month. This is the worst month. The the next worst month. So the worst month in all sports, without question, has to be July. The NBA Finals is over. Like basketball's pretty much done with draft, all that stuff. The All Star break isn't usually till the middle of the month, and football is still feels like you know it's about a month. It's about a month and a half away. And then the next worst month, I would have to say, has got to be March. March is bad. Football's over. Is it March? No, February. February is pretty bad. Like football is over, Super Bowl's done with like the first week. And then the rest of February, nothing is happening. Uh, similar to uh, basketball, like we haven't hit the All-Star break. We're we're still we're still several months out from the playoffs. It's a, it's just a boring month, but July is the worst one. You know it's the worst one when first take takes the month off. That's when you know it's bad. Yeah, it's pretty pretty dormant month for sports. I mean, I mean, it in, is. in the case of, of, you know, analysts, you know, getting vacations, although NFL Network doesn't seem to be taking any breaks. I still see good morning football, you know, trying to cover as much stuff as they can cover, even 
even during this slow period. Well, because they're starting to ramp up. I mean, you know, we're 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 like in the preseason of the preseason. Oh, by the way, we're all gonna, we are going to do a big fantasy football special. Do not be fooled. That's coming as promised. That we we will be returning with the fantasy football special. Your boy Louie, everyone's favorite, America's little brother, and everyone's favorite Los Angeles Rams fan, will be back so we can talk a lot of shit to each other about how crappy his team is and how crappy my team is. We actually had a bet that I forgot we were supposed to finish. Uh, Ray, I've got to do this. We had a bet last year. Whoever's team got fourth place, last place in the NFC West, had to buy hats for it. So, like, I have to buy him a Los Angeles Rams hat that says third place NFC West 2017. Like, that's an accomplishment. And then fourth place NFC West 2017. And uh, that's that, that's I forgot about that bet. I've got to make good on that bet. Bet. We're also going to be talking about a bunch of MMA stuff later this week. Dan, the man, will be back on. Man, there's so much fight stuff happening, Raymond. It's crazy. I know you're not the biggest fight guy, but there's a lot of good fight stuff happening right now. That John Jones fight versus Daniel Cormier over the weekend was huge. He called out Brock Lesnar. That's a whole thing now. The Mayweather McGregor. What a shit show. You saw some of that, right? I've seen a little bit of it. Of the uh, you know the preliminary press meetings and all that stuff. Yeah, well, that's like about a month out, and that's going to be pretty crazy. I'm actually really looking forward to that fight. That should be some good stuff. But if you're here, welcome to the Goldcast, Goldcast Nation. Welcome back. We miss you guys. If you are listening to the Goldcast, you are here for the biased opinion of your fellow fans. We are not here to pretend. We are not here to talk about Boston and New York. We are not here to talk about L.A. or Dallas. We only talk about one one God, no. city, one area, that is San Francisco, the San Francisco Bay Area. We're here to talk about the 49ers, the Warriors, the Giants. We're here to make fun of the Raiders and then casually sometimes mention the Oakland A's out of respect for my brother, Raymond Solis I. But you are here for the biased opinion of the Goldcast Nation. This is what you're here for, right? We've got all those other ridiculously biased podcasts out there. Talking a bunch of ridiculous crap. You're here because San Francisco is in the middle of its greatest sports era of all time. You are here because we have seven championship appearances in seven years. We've walked away with five titles. We've appeared in all three major sports, football, baseball, and basketball. <sighs> We're just missing that goddamn Super Bowl. I don't want to talk about it. But that is why you're here. Because when we say the number is 4-11-0, you know that means Joe Montana. And you know that means... The, the most perfect quarterback of all time. You are here because when we say five out of seven, you know exactly what that means. If Boston had done this, every ESPN analyst would be talking about how this decade is the greatest decade that Boston's ever had. Blah, blah, blah. And if New York did it, the same thing. But they didn't. We did it. San Francisco Bay Area. That's why you're here. Welcome to the Goldcast. So let's talk, Raymond. Let's begin with America's obsession with Kyrie Irving. Like, I cannot escape these trade talks. Now, before I get everyone pumped, and Raymond, if you disagree, feel free to chime in after I say this. I, for one, don't believe he's going to get traded. I think he's too valuable of an asset. And I think that regardless of how much, however, however much beef or tension is between LeBron James and Kyrie Irving, I do not believe for one second that those guys are not going to be on that team in June when they get their ass kicked again for a four-time against the Golden State Warriors. I just don't buy it. I think he's too valuable. And I think the what teams would have to give up, what the Cavs are, would be asking for is too much. I think it'll probably be too much. I see him there 
at least through February. And do we really think that in February, after they've gone through that much of the season, that the the Cavaliers are just going to then go, well, okay, we'll let it go now. No way. I don't, I doubt it. But America is so obsessed with this right now. And I think it kind of speaks to how slow the sports season is. But I want to hear your thoughts on everything, Raymond. America's obsession, you literally can't escape it. What's the deal? Well, I think it's it's a big deal because there are a lot of the talks around it. And you can tell me if you agree with this. I think a lot of the talks, because it, it stems directly back, or it seems to be, it's suggested that this is all because of his relationship with LeBron James or his deteriorating relationship with LeBron James. And LeBron James has a history of, you know, he doesn't rub, rub everybody the right way you know he's he's a little he's pompous he's he's a single child and he kind of behaves like one and doesn't necessarily fully understand you know some of the social dynamics of being a teammate i'm not saying he's he's a bad teammate he's obviously a good teammate he's he has three titles under his belt but in the case of him and Kyrie, for whatever reason i think you know Kyrie was number one before lebron james came back and he signed a multi-year deal, and as soon as he came back, he became number two. Um, and, but I and I, if if that's really the reason why, because he wants to be number one, then I'm not sure if I buy that one either. Because I do, I do get, I do believe that some of it is coming, that a lot of this is coming from turmoil between him and LeBron James. I I believe that. But I, what I don't believe is that he wants to be number one because LeBron James, it's it's highly suggested that he's most likely going to leave to another team at the end of next season i mean i mean do you let, let me pause right there do you think he's going to leave at the end of next year or he's going to re-sign with cleveland i think he's leaving and in fact i think the way all this is being spun the dan gilbert thing the Kyrie thing the way lebron is approaching it or not approaching it i think is he sees this as his backdoor exit like all of these things happening for lebron are, are like good omens they're like oh this is great this is like this gives me the perfect excuse because Dan Gilbert, st- Dan Gilbert stays. I'm not Dan Gilbert. I'm sorry. The 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 GM. Uh, the hell's that GM's name? I freaking Cavs. Who cares? Uh, David Griffin. That's his name. David Griffin. So, all of this happening, I think it it's a perfect storm. It's a perfect storm. D- David Griffin stays. Kyrie stays. It's a whole different scenario. But then you've got Kyrie wanting to leave. David Griffin gets fired, and all of a sudden. That Cavs foundation looks a lot rockier, and I think what it does is it really sets up LeBron in position to where he can leave in a way that people go, well, you know, I mean, look how the Cavs kind of fell apart. He had no choice. His hand was forced. I think no matter what, he's probably leaving at the end of the year. That's another st- I want to talk about that a second later because if he really does come to Los Angeles, as the Gold Cast Nation knows, I have lived in L.A. for five years now. I moved from San Francisco to L.A. to pursue uh, my career. And so that would that would really suck. Uh, I, I like I like the Lakers a lot. I love the Lakers. Actually, it's like the one LA team. And if he came here, that'd be it. I'd be out, man. Totally out. Totally out. I, I have a sp- I keep one spot in my heart open for the Lakers, so I have one team I can root for in Los Angeles. But if he's here, I'm out, man. That's it. Sorry. To gold as a Golden State Warriors fan, as a Bay Area fan, I can't root for LeBron. I can't do it. Anyways, so going back, Ray. Yes, I do believe no matter what, he's gone at the end of the year. Please continue your thought. Exactly, which which brings me to my next point is what why I don't believe that 
one of the reasons is Kyrie wants to be number one somewhere else. It's all he has to do is play out this season, let LeBron go, and then boom, then he he becomes number one in Cleveland. He takes it over for Cleveland. It's a done deal. He he retains the position that he was originally, you know, ascending to right before LeBron James came back. So exactly. I, in, in my, if I was him, I would just stay put. Just stay put. Because so, like I agree with what you said. I don't. I think that what Cleveland wants for a player of Kyrie's caliber, and I think it's 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 a it's a rightfully so that they would ask for a lot because this is a guy who, who was a big contributor to that championship last year. As much as I hate to admit it, he was. He had the game winning shot. And you, I think, what they're going to ask for him is just. I don't think any team's going to be able to match that. I'm with you on that. I don't think any team is going to be able to match it either. And I think the team that I was the most scared about, because now the, the the big rumor is the Phoenix Suns, and who knows, man, agents leak so many stuff, different parties leak so many stuff, so many different things. But the team I was the most nervous about that surprisingly a lot of pundits weren't in support of, weren't in support of the of Kyrie going to San Antonio. And I thought that was, that terrified me. You, you get... Maybe maybe you convince maybe you convince the Cavs to take Lamarcus Aldridge. We all know he's not very happy over there in San Antonio. You take Lamarcus Aldridge, one or two minor players, over to Cleveland. You send Kyrie over to San Antonio. Now you've got he's not a two way player like Kawhi, but you take some of that offensive load off Kawhi's shoulders and you put Kyrie in a position where he's now taking a lot of that. Uh, the front loading that offense so Kyrie can you know he's a masterful defensive player probably the best two second best two-way player in the game maybe third if you're looking at KD you know it's it's all debatable at this point but Kawhi was you know single-handedly kicking the shit out of the Warriors in game one uh in the in the playoffs this year he was a beast you put Kyrie next to him a lot of people a lot of pundits didn't think that worked do you agree or disagree? I I think that worked, but maybe I'm just not seeing some. I mean, I'm we're fanalists. We're fans. I'm a fan guy. I'm not an analyst guy. I'm not a look at a million stats guys. That's what I leave like you know ESPN and the Ringer to do. That's what they, that's what those guys do, and I love hearing when they talk about that stuff. It's really interesting. But what do you think, Ray? If he went to San Antonio, I thought that made him that made that team instantly, you know, Western Conference Finals, San Antonio and Golden State. On paper, yes, but you know, practically, you know, practically speaking, from from a schematic perspective, he does not fit their system because he's he's a one-way player. But he's also still young enough that he could be coached, you know, to improve that side of his game. So you never. He played know. pretty I good defense in year one, the first time the Cavs and the Warriors went head to head. He played pretty good defense, and he had a, he did a pretty decent job of shutting down Steph. Yeah, but they, but the, I mean, since since, I mean, since then he's kind of ascended into this, you know, one man scoring machine. Uh, he's basically becoming, you know, the Cavaliers version of of Mello. So, and and yeah. that's, it's easy to. I mean, when you're good at that, as when you're as good as he is at that, you know, especially his ability to finish at the rim, in addition to his really good shooting. Uh, it's it's easy to kind of get complacent into those habits because that's. You know, basketball is mostly scoring. You know, so it, it, it makes sense for the sport. But in terms of what the Spurs do, I don't think he he fits them very well. And I'm not sure if Popovich even has the patience to 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 coach him. You know what I mean? Because like their system is so polished that they 
the the players they bring in are players that fit the system that they can plug and play, not players that need to acclimate. You know what I mean? Even though Lamarcus Aldridge has not acclimated very well, he was somebody that they thought had had the skill, had already had those habits that would fit well with their system, and coming into their system, he would just see further refinement. Whereas in Kyrie's place, he has he has um, a skill set that is just part of his skill set. You know, there's an absence of skills that that Kyrie doesn't use that the Spurs need him to have if he's to come into that system. That makes sense. That makes sense. I, I get it. I still think I still think he would do really well in that system, and I think you could maybe you know pull like a step and get him to rebound and steal, which is where Steph has really found himself thriving defensively. I think maybe you put him in that kind of a situation, and he thrives. But I am not a basketball coach. They play the, they pay those guys a lot more money than they pay me. The NBA actually pays me zero money. I don't know how much money they pay you, Ray, but they pay me zero dollars to this day. I'm still offended. So let's talk actually, a little I bit. Going, pay them. I pay them for hot dog and <laughs> coke. Soda, yeah, yeah, I actually. Last paid time the I NBA. checked, I paid. I paid the NBA. <laughs> you know, Steph Curry, you need to hit that three point, boy. I pay your salary. Exactly. So, so let's talk about this. It's going back. So, kind of going back to what you're saying. If Le- so, Kyrie gets to stay the man if he stays. So then this is really about LeBron, like like we've been hearing. Because, yeah, he inherits the team if he just stays. And, and if everyone believes LeBron's leaving, and it sounds like everyone does. I mean, Kyrie wants out. So then we're safe in assuming that if he leaves, then that means that, you know, that Kyrie, Kyrie gains, inherits the team, full control of the team a year from now. But if he doesn't want to wait for that, then it's LeBron. He doesn't want to play with LeBron. I feel like that's kind of the natural conclusion to that hypothesis. You know what I mean? That yeah. question. But either way, America is obsessed, and uh, and, and I, you know I'm a little obsessed. I have to admit, I'm just hoping for it. Let's 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 circle this all the way back to the Gold Cast Nation. The only reason I really want this to happen, and you guys know this, don't any of you lie. Don't anyone from the Gold Cast Nation even pretend. This isn't the reason. You want it because you just don't want to have to deal with the Cavs, Warriors, 4. Now, none of us believe they're going to win. It's not about them winning. I just want to see a different team. I just want to see a different team. I believe, we all believe, the Warriors will be back there for a fourth straight trip. But I don't want to see the Cavs there. We we ended it. It's the third round was it. And secretly, secretly, if you're in the Bay Area and you're a Golden State Warriors fan, the reason you want Kyrie gone is because... You want to see a different team there, and you want them to go. Am I right, Ray? Mm-hmm. I think, you know, and the Cavs, the Cavs are actually, LeBron is is still the villain of the NBA. So any controversy surrounding him is going to be looked at in kind of a, a negative context, which obviously this kind of just doesn't have a favorable context for Cleveland. And... I don't think we would be talking about this if LeBron were on the team or weren't on the team. Yeah, 100%. 100%. So moving on, let's get into the 49ers. Oh, it's almost time. Football is almost here. I am just pulling my hair. We got our draft order this year, fantasy draft order. I am seven in a, in a 10-team draft, $50 buy-in, not super big. We're trying to get to 100 that's our goal. But 
so I'm just ready for the Niners to be back. I'm ready to see Kyle Shanahan's team. I, I, I am just, it, it's like a puzzle box. But Chip Kelly's, I had a lot of reservations about. You know, we, we did a whole episode a year ago about what we thought that was going to be, and it didn't turn out to be that way. It's Tom Sula, we, we, we did an episode about that and about maybe the best case scenarios with that, but we weren't that excited. But I think we all agree that this year is going to be different. Now, 49er Faithful, Goldcast Nation, Goldcast Faithful, this podcast, if you're listening to this podcast and you've been a podcast listener for us for the last three and a half years, thank you, by the way. We really appreciate it. You're the best. Best, come reach out to us on social media. So if you're listening to this, we we, we made our bread and butter. This used to be, this is Goldcast, used to be called the 49ers Goldcast, and all we ever covered before was our God-blessed 49ers. This is the team. This is the team we grew up on. This is the, we were, we were raised in the dynasty era. This is the team that I live and die for. I love... Love me some Warriors. Love me some Giants. But I live and die for the 49ers. And, and and we cover everything. But that is my team. I know, Ray, that is your team. This is the team. And I think that this year, it feels different. How do, what do you think? I think it does. And I know in the past, we tried to, you know, find some optimism to give ourselves, you know, and, and fans alike, you know, more hope than than what the results gave us. And in this case, I think it's very different because of a, all of the results we've had thus far and B sort of the, uh, it's different, you know, like Chip Kelly and Tom Sula didn't garner the same appeal and respect that John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan get. You know, immediately all of a sudden free agents were like, dude, I, I want to come to San Francisco and play under Kyle. I, I did great under him. We have a great relationship. It was a bunch of guys that played for him that were like, I'm down. And then John, being an ex-pro, has this relatability to all the players because he's a former pro and he was an, he was an amazing pro. He has this rela- re- relatability to the players and understanding of the game that Trent Baalke never had. So that, that immediately gives him a, a leg up not only in his position, which he's brand new to and seems to be handling with tremendous, you know, he, he looks like a veteran GM out there. So uh, that in combination with one of the smartest minds and one of the smartest, you know, young minds in football in Kyle, and we know how good his dad is, uh, is just, just kind of has this, there's this, uh, there's this reassurance that like, you know, we we're probably not going to be a good team this year, but the direction we're headed is I feel good about it because I know that regardless of what happens this season, we're on our way back, back to, you know, to being a good football team. And if there's, and I, I, even though I didn't predict, you know, John Lynch or Kyle Shanahan coming, the fact that we did get them, um, I, I can't think of a better combination that we could have had that, that would have made me feel the same way. You know, Josh McDaniels and, and some other GM probably wouldn't have had me feeling the same way. Not not the way that these two do. These two make me feel. I mean, do you feel do you feel that too? I totally do. And, you know, we did a whole episode on Adam Peters, and, and that was the big game changer. And then Martin Mayhew also. Adam Peters, for those of you who aren't familiar or haven't listened to that episode, if you're on our YouTube feed, you can check it out. If you just scroll down further on iTunes, you can see Adam Peters, the game changer. Adam Peters was the head of college scouting at Denver, and he was a national scout for Denver during their Super Bowl run. 
he was basically kind of gifted from John Elway over to John Lynch, and he you know came underneath John Lynch to bring his expertise and his scouting expertise over to the San Francisco 49ers. That was a huge part. Martin Mayhew was former GM of the Detroit Lions, and these two guys are really the secret weapons that we believe really helped shape John Lynch's very first draft this year. That and a willingness, obviously, by Kyle Shanahan to play ball. There's a lot of cohesion in the front office. They struggled with that during the Harbaugh Balky era. Looks like they kind of struggled out every era Balky was a part of. But like you said, Raymond, Shanahan brings with him a level of respect that those two previous coaches in the middle did not. Um, you know, people weren't weren't running. To, there was a racial controversy with Chip Kelly. Obviously, Jim Tomsula was considered to be heavily underqualified because he was only a position coach. They felt like he wasn't really qualified to to take on the mantle of a head coach. And yeah, they Shanahan doesn't have those. Shanahan helped offensively take the Atlanta Falcons to a level they've never been before. He helped get them to that Super Bowl. I've said this a couple times. I'll say it again. I think him losing the Super Bowl was the best thing that ever happened to the San Francisco 49ers, not the Atlanta Falcons fans. If you're an Atlanta Falcon fan, I'm sorry. And why are you listening to this podcast? That's weird. So I do believe that the 49ers, it was the best thing for him. Nothing motivates super competitive, super aggressive athletes or people that want to succeed ambitious people than losing and losing at the biggest stage that is what defines you and makes you and so that i really believe kyle shanahan is in is going to make this team special and i'm with you listen we're going to be the first to say it here and i've said it again i've heard people go what you don't think you know playoff run or 10 and 6 no no between raymond believes you believe between four and eight i believe between four and six that's where we stand I, 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 this team still, we, the quarterback issue is going to be huge. And I know we're going to put Brian Hoyer into a much more of a game manager mode, which kind of like Alex Smith's uh, first year with Harbaugh. I think that's the right place to be. But I think in general, we're going to see the shapings of a team that two to three years down the road is going to be really competitive. And I think you're going to see that starting this year and hopefully starting in preseason. Raymond, why don't you tell us the teams we're going to be facing this preseason? Yes, I will give you that schedule, but I, I wanted to bring something up. I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but the 49ers have been doing their training camp practices that started on Friday, and it's it, they even practiced uh, Saturday and Sunday. Today was full pads, and Reuben Foster has had two picks out of uh, the three practices they've had, including a pick six today. Um, this guy yeah. is – and he's had um, – three uh three uh run stops including tackles two of them were tackles for losses um this guy is just a beast a beast he to me it seems like we're getting another another patrick willis caliber player that's just going to be really really good and impactful out of the gate i mean this guy is all over the place they said they said exactly what you see in the college footage of him just being sideline to sideline he's doing the exact same thing in the practice with pros and veterans Man, so, you know, if, if you really go, encouraging. that's super encouraging. If you go back, if you, again, kind of going through, and we'll we'll talk about that. We'll 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 link that in the YouTube clip. Check it out on iTunes. We Matt Manick, Hollywood writer, uh, diehard 49er fan. He we had him on, and his first pick, man, like six months ago, he was saying 
Reuben Foster. We need to get this Reuben Foster kid. And when he was on our show, he was on our show. Just go down. It's like our NFL draft preview with Matt with Matt Manick. Look at look. We that should have up. him back and see what his thoughts are now. Oh, he's definitely going to be back. He'll be back. He'll be back for a lot of the season. So get ready to hear a lot of Matt Manick. He'll be joining us for for the season. Diehard 49er fan. Awesome. Really good Hollywood writer. He's killer. So, but Matt will be back. Matt will be back to talk about that. But Reuben Foster was his very first pick, and I was very high on him after everything that Matt had shown me and everything we talked about. It's just really happy. I'm really happy to see that he's making good on that. Uh, that's awesome. I can't wait to see this kid. Now, it says a lot about Reuben Foster, but those two picks don't say a lot about Brian Hoyer. Just saying. They don't. So um, but what, what, <laughs> they what, don't. I can't, what I can say is that Brian Hoyer um, completed... I think three or four deep passes uh, today, including to Pierre Garçon, um, Marquise Goodwin, and another wide receiver too. So they said that the, despite the pick, and I think the pick, I'm not sure if the pick was from Brian Hoyer, the pick six, or if it was from one of the other quarterbacks, because I know that players are um, shifting between uh, uh, units. So some some guys who you would think are first stringers are getting second team reps, and then they might rotate other guys in to give them reps to just see how they do with first stringers, et cetera, et cetera. And so guys switch around. So I have to double check to see if the pick six was Brian Hoyer. I think the Friday pick was was Brian Hoyer. Um, and then this one was a tip. It was a tip pass. I'll have to go back. There's actually a video on it, Just so I tip. can go and check to see if that is. Yeah, it was, it, it was tipped, and then Foster picked, grabbed it, and then took it to the house. Um, but uh, Brian Hoyer did complete a bunch of deep balls today. And uh, from what the videos I saw and what the – commentators were saying that they were all perfect throws and it was it, he looked really really good today and uh you know i know that he had that that uh private practice where he invited all the players to come and do some private practicing on their own time with him in texas and a bunch of receivers yeah. and tight ends and fullbacks all went with him to do that so i mean he's doing his due diligence as you know whether he's you know obviously he's not the long-term option and he knows that but he's focusing on what what his job is and so i'll commend him for that regardless of you know his his track record overall as as a pro because he's 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 at least doing what he's what he's been asked to do and you couldn't ask for anything more out of any pro really so so kudos to him you know whether he's going to win a lot of games for us you know is 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 a, a a topic for debate obviously but um but he is he did look good today but our defense looks has looked consistently better throughout the course of of um of them of Kyle Shanahan implementing the system. That's what I read. I, I know in the beginning the defense was doing really good. I think it's partially because Kyle's system is not an easy system, but it's a pro system. So even the guys who know it, you know, there there's still some adjustments being made because now he's the head coach. Not he's not only just a coordinator that has some way into the scheme. Now he has a one hundred percent of of sway into the scheme. So it's a little bit different in that regard. But either way, it looks pretty promising. As far as our preseason schedule goes, next not next Friday, but the following Friday, August 11th, we're going to be in Arrowhead Stadium playing the Chiefs. That'll be at 6 p.m. Pacific time. Then on August 19th, Saturday, day after my birthday, we're going to be hosting the Denver Broncos here in Santa Clara. That'll be a 7 o'clock game. Then on August 27th, we're going to be flying to Minnesota to play the Vikings. That'll be at 5 o'clock. And then at the end of August and 31st, we'll be hosting the Chargers. And that's, again, as another 7 o'clock game. Good teams. Oh. We're, playing, we're playing that whole 
uh, almost that entire uh, division. Minus Except the Raiders. for the Raiders. Oh, yeah, well, they I, never well, they, they canceled. They did this though, last right? year too. Yeah, they did this last year too. Remember? They made a formal announcement because they all got rowdy. So they said that Niners and Raiders will no longer play in the preseasons. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll no longer do exhibition. So we're playing the rest of their division. <clears throat> yep, except for them. Yeah, which that's fine. Whatever, whatever. Well, we, we'll have we'll have plenty of uh, Raider fans back on to talk a bunch of shit to them too. I cannot wait. This is going to be awesome. I think that about wraps it up for today. Raymond, before we leave, why don't you tell them where they can find you? You can find me on Twitter at RaceElise1. I'm also on Instagram, I think, at RaceElise1 or RaceElise2. Although Twitter is a, a little bit more flexible in terms of I comment on more things than just my career, whereas Instagram is kind of mostly my career, my day career. There you go. You can find me at Rudy Solis third, Rudy Solis three R D. Find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Add me. Don't forget to go on to our Facebook fan page and join the Goldcast Nation. Go ahead and talk to us there. We love we love to hear from you guys. It's been a while. We've been gone for most of the month, but we are back and we are back with a vengeance and we are back through the rest of the year. So get ready, 49ers. Here we go. Bay Area. So concludes another edition of the Goldcast. We are the voice of the faithful. I'm your host, Rudy Salisa III, and with me is my brother, my co-host. Raymond Salisa first, baby. Boom! We'll see you next time. Same Goldcast time, same Goldcast channel. This is, is the Goldcast. Cast.